had my issues throughout life. So we have this quote that I repeat every single day. Episode, episode, episode. My last question is, if you could put a billboard anywhere in New York City, what would it say? What's up, Lug Life family? Zach here. I'm here with Matt Riccio, a good friend of mine that I've known now for almost 20 years. Episode 14 of the Lug Life podcast. Um, Riccio and I know each other. I was just telling Roger before. Uh, when I was a senior in high school and I played lacrosse, our man Matt Riccio made the varsity lacrosse team as a freshman. And um, we ended up winning a championship our senior year. And um, he, he went on to go play college ball at CW Post. Yep. But why don't you just tell the audience who you are, what you do. Sure. Uh, well, dude, thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, big fan of what you do. Uh, I get a bunch of inspiration from your company, so um, kudos to you. Um, what I do. Uh, like small business, just like you, uh, we wear a bunch of hats, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I do a bunch of things. Uh, my main probably business is, is the hair industry. Um, fortunate enough to uh, have two schools um, that what we do is, you know, we teach hair, we teach hair cutting, coloring, barbering, um, but like I was explaining to Zach before, uh, I'm really in the people growing business uh, and that's what it's about, you know. Uh, trying to mentor young kids to uh, be as successful as possible and put them in a position where they have the right tools once they leave our academy to do so. So, uh, you know, that's it. And how we met, yeah, lacrosse uh, was definitely a big, uh, played a big role in my life. Uh, shout out to Trumbull, Connecticut. Shout Trumbull out to High. Trumbull, Connecticut. Uh, yeah, I think when I, uh, when I was on the team, I was just uh, saying, you know, I was probably 100 pounds soaking wet. Um, I was 100 pounds soaking wet until I graduated high school. Um, but I was telling Zach, I mean, I think that's a big part of, you know, what kind of made me uh, dealing with obstacles, you know, not being the uh, biggest kid or the strongest kid and trying to find ways to, um, you know, stand out and not making excuses for myself and trying to, you know, adapt to, okay, well, these guys are twice as big as me what can I do that they can't do and I and and I think that's a bunch of what happens a lot in and when you have a business yeah. you know it, it really doesn't operate in black or white it, it operates in gray and you have to be able to shift and pivot and you know you know pure example I mean during the pandemic we were shut down for three months uh, our industry uh, so we could have packed it up but um, you know, shout out to my father and, you know, he's a huge mentor and we'll get into that before, but, you know, we pivoted and we were able to give the students what we felt was the best education that we possibly could at the time of being shut down. I mean, you know, you, you look at a, a situation where our industry is really, you have to go through the motion of it. Um, so, you know, we were online doing online Zooms. I was doing demos. Shout out to my entire um, team, educational team. Uh, Newtown and Guilford for just stepping up in a time where, you know, we were all just going through it for the first time and we made it out better uh, on the other end. It's amazing. And, you know, looking back, when I was a senior and you're a freshman, I was thinking, look at this motherfucker. He's a freshman. He made the varsity lacrosse team. But now hearing your perspective of 
that wasn't good enough for you. What was important to you was to figure out how to take your um, weaknesses and play on it. And that's probably why you made it as, as a freshman because you had to be so dialed in on your skills and your stick work and making sure every pass that happened was perfect. You know, if you were a foot shorter than everyone at that age, think about how much harder it is to really perfectly pass the ball. And, and I think, you know, that makes a lot of sense who you are as an entrepreneur now, because I think everyone that follows Riccio online can see he's got this chip on his shoulder and that, that uh, motivation that you bring on day in and day out is really who you are as a person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a chip on my shoulder. I mean, in the sense of, I mean, I can't, I was so blessed to grow up in a great household, uh, you know, having a great mom, dad, you know, the, I think the best part about what they did was, you know, not make excuses for me. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, not a bunch, but there's certainly the people that they go home to their parents and, you know, they call the coach or they call this and, and, you know, that wasn't kind of an option. And, uh, I think that is why I was able to kind of just say, all right, what else can I do? Um, and it's, it was all, you know, trial and error. It's like, you want to go out, you want to do the best that you possibly can, but if you're still not getting playing time, instead of going back on the bench and being like, oh man, or in life, just in life, like, you know, f failure is part of it. I mean, there's that, there's that quote that's been going around the internet. Like, if you didn't fail, you, you, you didn't even try. Yeah. So, you know, I would definitely fell victim to that in my life. And, um, meaning like, you know, you, you try to do all these things, but, and you have this highlight reel in your head, but you're so afraid of what other people think that you don't take the action. And, you know, once I actually started feeling confident in myself and, and, and saying like, no, this is the wave I want to go. And, um, it just, things started happening, um, because I, I wasn't worried about what other people were thinking, you know? I run my business from the perspective of, you know, like not te not the, the the students that come in. Not all of them are the best learners, and yeah. I'll tell you that you know, me in school, it didn't work. I, I like I was an awful student, but I think because I had that experience, now I'm able to run and challenge my team, which they you know, crush every day. Like we're only as good as the kid that's have, that's struggling the most. Can we teach yeah. him? Can we make him successful? Because you're going to have the kids that come that, you know, this is what they were born to do. And, um, but a lot of them, you know, like 50, 40%, whatever it may be, you know, they're just looking for a career and everyone's definition of success is different. And, and I think that that's a real big part of understanding just life in general is that, you know, my goal and your goal, they could be completely different, yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, everyone's happiness is, you know, what reaching their goals and they can be different. Like for one of our, my students that maybe comes in and has total different, like learning dis disabilities and all that stuff. And, you know, you're just able to work with him and get him a career where maybe he's going to make, you know, six figures at some point in time. And, but those are the kids that, for me, when they come back to the academy, that's the most impactful thing because it's like, you know, you have the kids that come in, they're super talented, you know they're going to crush it. But the ones that every single day, you're picking them up, how's it going? Uh, I had a rough day, no worries, you know, 
I, I lead in humility. You know, I always tell them about my experiences. Like, listen, man, like I, I, I failed at a million things. Like, you know, this is not, this is just the next step. And if you just take action, come every single day, get 1% better. When you leave, I guarantee you, I'm going to find you a job and then you're going to take it from there. Yeah, some of you are sitting at home on the bench right now making excuses. And, um, you know, either it's because of something that happened to you sure. or the financial struggle that you're going through. And take it from here, right? Listen to a guy who takes his struggles and turns it into opportunities. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, I mean, that, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and you know, that's why, like, for my academies like traditionally you go to hair school and you learn how to do cut and color and barbering and whatever and you go on um you know a lot of academies what i what i'm constantly striving for is just to make sure that my kids have the best opportunity just i care about what they're going to do in cutting and coloring we know they're going to be successful if they go through the program we know they're going to get it on a technical side but like that's 50 percent of it like if that if that exactly like can you give a good experience to a client also can like you know we pivoted like this year uh shout out to matt management group you know a, a, a buddy of mine who who came through my program started a financial literacy group um, i saw that it's yeah, amazing you know and, and i think that's a subject that is probably least talked about, least taught, and the most important thing, like in the world, um, like when you get out of college, do you know what to do? Do you know where to invest? Um, and I, I fell victim to it at an entrepreneurial family. Like so, you know I think I mean? a lot of entrepreneurs go through. You that. know what I mean? So it's like you know me being around people that have businesses and. I can only imagine if someone has n no exposure to that, what they're feeling like. So for me, that was a project and is continuously a project that's going to continue to get better at our academies, um, but it's going to be a huge focal point. And, and I want to make sure that when the kids leave, they know what they need to invest in, even just savings or whatever it may be. Like, you know, it's it just, if you know 1% more, and I always say that, like, that's our slogan, like 1% better each day. But if you leave knowing a little bit more about that, when you're making the financials that you want to, when you're bringing in the income that you want to, you know what to do with the money. So, and I think that's huge. I think that's huge too. I don't think people talk about personal finance enough. You know, they might see you and I, fancy cars, you know, getting whatever we want. Um, and ultimately at the end of the day, this, this didn't happen by chance, right? It's, it's not like we got a fancy car when we were broke, No, you know? And I think a, a lot of people, especially in entrepreneurship, I know a lot of people that they bring in a million dollars, but they spend a million and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I was very fortunate to be around people that, um, on the, you know, financial literacy side have always been, I was always that person that was just in the corner like, I don't know what they're talking about. I just, I know I got to work hard and I know, but you know, I always tell the students and just in life, like the people that ask the questions and don't care about the outcome of what other people are going to think about you asking the question, you are going to gain so much knowledge, oh, yeah. you know? So for me, you know, in the past seven, eight years, 
you know, I started asking the questions like, no, I don't know what that means. Can you explain to me yeah. and not caring about it? So uh, what what the outcome was or what other people think. And uh, I think just as that's like human nature, you know, if you're not comfortable with something, you either say you hate it or um, it doesn't make, you know, it's a waste of time. But those are all excuses that you're making to like so that you don't have to face the fact of like, okay, on the other side of me asking this question might be like the biggest personal growth that could ever happen. So, you know, and, and, and a lot of that has come true for me in the past, probably, you know, 18 months, like, like really, like that's really what's been like a huge, I've seen so much growth just because I've, I haven't been afraid to ask the question or put myself in feel un- vulnerable, feel vulnerable and be and and constantly try to live in the state of uncomfortableness like like i i constantly want to be uncomfortable like if i haven't you know experienced something and you wake up in the morning and you get those butterflies go towards whatever that is and then once you do that it's like okay what else can i do i love that i think most people they just tend to lean towards what feels the most comfortable. And um, I would agree with you 100%. Whatever gives me, keeps me up at night, gives me the most anxiety, that's usually what I try to start off with now. Because I know if I can accomplish that, just like we're about to do an ice bath, you can do an ice bath, you can do fucking anything. Without a doubt. And uh, you know, honestly, I I didn't get into the ice baths until about 19 months ago. you know, my brother, uh, shout out big bro, Dan, um, a mentor of mine, uh, you know, he was a guy that was on that wave and then introduced me to the Wim Hof and, you know, you shout out to Wim Hof. Shout out to Wim Hof. I mean, you can, you can look into that page and be like, this guy is complete lunatic. Like which you, he is, which he is. He is. Yeah. And you could say like, this doesn't make any sense, but like, honestly, and we were talking about this before, like that stuff's good for you physically. Like working out is good for you physically. It's nice to look good, but honestly, at the end of the day, like I do it for mental purposes. Like, you know, you, if regardless on how you look or whatever it may be, like how you feel, if you don't feel right, regardless on anything, it's like, what's the point? And you know, the ice bath has been a huge part of, you know, I don't do it every single day, but the days that I'm feeling stressed out and I'm like, I don't know what to do. My head's in a million places, you know, exactly like you said, you get through doing really, really hard shit and you're like, all right, well, what else, what else is there? And and you like to start the day like that. I mean, I like to start my day with doing something that sucks because the rest of the day is just like, all right, let's go. We can, we can keep going and build on this. So it sounds like a lot of your identity is this mentorship you know you you give a lot of credit to your family for sure and i i think that part is so huge right because a lot of times you hear entrepreneurs and they'll shout out their team right of course i'm always shouting out my junk luggers remix team but ultimately at the end of the day it's the people that helped shape you who you are that really are defining who who Riccio is, right? So why don't you just talk about how huge mentorship has been for you and having the right examples to, to you know, work through what you've been going through your life. Um, yeah, mentorship is huge. And at the time when you're young, you don't even look as a, as a mentorship. You're just like going through life and you're just 
myself, like I was very fortunate to have these people around that have, you know, shaped me into who I am. Um, you know, obviously my mom, my dad, huge, huge role. Um, you know, my father was a guy who, you know, got up at six in the morning, didn't come home from work until, you know, sometimes seven thirty at night, uh, always made it home for dinner, always. Um, but you know, complete grinder and just like a visionary a visionary guy who just kind of just talk about you know you know i'm third generation so he took what my grandfather had and built a salon and just you know put his two cents on it and made it what it was and you know a guy that just always looks at the glass half full and i think that like even you're like, you look back at it and you're like, Jesus, man, like working seven days a week, working 12 hour days, yeah, just still figured out just right. and, 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 and really work life balance, always made time from his family. So like for myself, that, that has been like something that has, I've, I've watched, um, obviously my mom holding it down at the house, like making sure my brother and I were, I mean, we we're always getting into some shit, but I mean, fighting with each other and, and, but you know, always making sure that the family unit was she was the glue and i like my entire family like you know like my cousin's a huge mentor of mine um you know just a just a guy that is also just so creative in the way he runs his business uh shout out to restore and stumpers uh another huge huge uh, uh mentor of mine and just all these people play such a huge part it, it's like it, it does take a village man and and at the end of the day you know, I give so much credit to the people that don't have that and they come out of it the other end and it's just, their story is so inspiring. Um, but for me, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, take what my father, uh, you know, I went, I, I've been to work with my dad pretty much every single day for 12 years, see how he runs it. And I think with time, you, you got to put your flavor on it, you know, and, and, and that's what's happening now. And, and that's feel. what, and that's what's happening now. You know, he, he's constantly in there still every day and he's still my boss a hundred percent. And, you know, everything goes through him, but at now through how we've grown, um, you know, he, he, he listens to my ideas a lot and, you know, you know, a, a lot of the time it's, we're collaborating where in the beginning you just got to learn like, you know, small business, you learn every aspect of the business. I was a receptionist. I stocked shelves. I taught. Uh, and now, you know, has led me to where I'm at now is just, you know, I, I wish I could teach more. Um, but, you know, when it's the, the business side of it um, has, you know, constantly bringing in new students, that's, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of new business, um, bringing in new students every single month. And but what we did do is, you know, we invested so much time in our educators to put them in a position where they're giving the experience of the student with their flavor on it because you never want to, you know, knock anybody's creative kind of feel for it. But, you know, I feel great about the experience that the instructors are giving my students, which allows me, shout out to them, free myself up to grow the business more and more. Uh, and, and so that's where, where I'm at, you know, all my mentors at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's, it is, I look, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know about yourself, but I find inspiration in a lot of people. Mentorship has been, you know, a, a tight circle, but you know, inspiration can come from anyone. Yeah. You know, I, I got 18 year old students that, you know, come in and they're super creative and, you know, 
I don't think a lot of people, you know, maybe might tell him like, Hey, like you're like crazy talented. Like you can go, trust me. Like you're going to be something. You just got to take the step of like first step of action. So that's on the mentorship side of it. I've been very fortunate. Um, what about you? I, I don't mean to turn this around, no, but it's okay. I mean, um, what you've done with your business and everything like that, it has been just absolutely mind blowing. And, and like I was explained to you before, man, like we haven't really talked in, in a long time. We always stayed, you know, friends via social media, but from an outsider looking in what you've done, it, it's just, it, it's super inspiring. And f super like when you reached out to me to be on your podcast, I was like, it's big honor. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I think mentorship for me is like huge. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for so many people that believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. Um, you know, a lot of this inspiration of the podcast has come from Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. And shout out Gary. Shout out Gary V. And, um, hiring Roger to be my D rock. Shout out Roger. Um, was always so huge to me because for me, I didn't want to feel like a phony, right? So yeah. when I sit here today and I talk about what my accomplish, it was important for me to get those stripes on my belt before I even decided to open myself up. Um, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with my success now. Um, if, if, you, if you talked five years ago, 10 years ago, I had no clue if it was going to work. And I think a lot of what I see in you, right, is you're differentiating yourself you're creating this niche in an industry that's been around forever yeah right and i think a lot of people with junk loggers they might think oh we're removing items but really you know we talked about it earlier and and for anyone that knows me long enough it's never been about the removal it's all about the relationships very similar to what you're talking about and taking these items and giving it a second home and i i think to turn it back on you it's like I, I would love to hear what does the future bring for, for all of your niches? Um, like, what is your vision? What is it going to look like? So, um, it's a great question, man. I, I think every day adapting and, and trying to figure out, you know, what we can continue. I mean, the sky's the limit. And I think that that's like the biggest thing. There's like possibility is endless and it's kind of just a mindset that you are open to um, because our industry is constantly evolving. But what for me that will always stay constant is, is really, really caring about my kids experience, like making sure that I'm doing everything on my end, even though I'm not out there teaching five days a week anymore. Am I bringing in the proper educators? Am I bringing in the people that can relate to my students? what else am I offering besides the hair portion of it? Like this year we brought in the financial portion of it. And, and, and honestly, you know, I think that's just going to continue, um, to go and, you know, anything that I can help these kids, it doesn't necessarily have to be with the hair portion of it, because I think, you know, we have to constantly um, evolve our curriculum to keep it the most current with the newest trends. But what else can I bring to these kids to make them successful besides the hair portion of it? Like this financial thing kind of just opened up my eyes. Okay. What else are kids struggling with? Yeah. Like what else can it be? And you know, I honestly, for myself, 
it's a great feeling to, there's probably, you know, two or three kids that, that, you know, have gone on through our program, opened up a successful shop or successful barbers that, you know, they consider me a mentor. And I've found so much joy in that. Um, because of the fact that like, man, like I always tell my students and just like learn from my experience. You can't put a price on experience. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like learn from either my mistakes or, you know, and and you have to be a certain type of person to want the best for that individual that you actually teach them the game opposed to holding it back. Um, because I think that some people see others as competition. Um, you know, I could run the school and graduate and hold things back to be like, oh, maybe one day they're going to take my recipe and open up a school. Well, that's great for them. Like, And it's great for you and it's, it's going to push you to become more creative, 100%, 100%. And I just think that at the end of the day, man, like you just, if you want good things for people and you, you lead with good positive intent and that's kind of where you're coming from. I just think like the outcome of yourself, them, it's kind of inevitable. It's, I mean, it's going to, it's going to, they're going to crush it. You're going to grow from it. You're going to feel good. It's kind of just like a full circle. I mean, it, it just in my experience. hundred percent. And I think, you know, part of being an entrepreneur is like the people that try to make it a secret, like a secret sauce yeah. probably don't really have that good of a formula to add value. When you're talking about a 10 digit sales a year, 11 digit, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars companies, you know, the secret is your team. The secret is creating an environment where it's not just a couple people growing. Everyone has that opportunity to make a lot of money. That's like so, so dead on. Um, You know, even in my industry, just like, I think, you know, what keeps me like going every single day is just, you know, there was this quote that actually my brother told me and it like, I don't know what I was doing. I was like, it was like 10, like maybe not even, maybe eight years ago. And my brother does something completely different. He's in um, commercial real estate development and residential real estate development. And, um, so he didn't choose to go into the family business. Um, but he's told me this quote, you know, first generation is the pioneer, second generation grows the business, and third generation historically has killed the business. <laughs> and for me, like every single day, that's the chip that I get up with. That's the chip that I basically, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, what am I doing to make sure that this ship is still going in the right direction? Because I'm not going to be the one. There's no way. And that's like, for me, like... Honestly, that quote has stayed with me all the time. Like every single day when I'm like, if I'm like feeling sorry for myself or, you know, whatever it may be, am I not like everybody has the days I I, I tell the students we operate 80, 20, 80% of the time. If you're on point, positive attitude, good things are going to happen to you. 20%, everybody has a day or two. I get it. But like, what am I doing every single day to, make sure that this ship is going to continue on long, maybe hopefully after I'm dead, 
if my son wants to get into it, whatever it may be. I just want, I just know that I'm not going to be the one. So, and, and to, to crush it or whatever it may be. And actually I want to grow it like my father did from his father. I want to grow it just maybe more if possible, whatever it has in store for me, I'm looking to grow the business. Certainly not keep it stagnant, but on a steady incline, massive incline would be nice, but you know, things don't happen overnight. It's a steady grind. Absolutely. And I think you're doing it already. And I'm sure your dad is like, holy sh like very impressed. Cause I, I know everyone that's watching this, everyone that follows you on Instagram is impressed. Right. And I know it's not just this perception. It's not like you're a magician and you're convincing us. Like the reason that you are successful is cause you're putting in the hard work. Right. And a lot of what you're doing now, we were just talking about is in addition to running two academies, now you're starting Rise of Hair. So why don't you just talk about what this is and what it means to you? Uh, yeah, well, Rise of Hair uh, was actually created, I'm the co-founder. Um, my business partner is um, Bird Mena, at Bird Mena. You can check him out on Instagram. Uh, he's the creative director for the Clipper company, Wall. Um, and he is a creative genius. Um, I had the background in education. I grew up being around good education for uh, cosmetology, which is the female side of it, cotton coloring. Uh, you know, my father would bring me to London. Uh, that's where we would go and see all the amazing, uh, talented artists. And, and, you know, before we were with TG uh, and Tony and Guy, like he would literally go over there sit in the classes, write down the curriculum, and that's what he would bring back to. And so that's what separated him back then. Um, but yeah, like Rise of Hair has been, uh, I think, three years now. We had a year of the pandemic. We had two shows in 2019. Um, we were fortunate enough to sell it out. The male barbering shows were more of a, a, a different type of environment. Um, no, no, you know, no, no bad blood or anything like that. I'm not saying anything about it. I just wanted to do it a bit different, more high class, more, um, you know, having to really be about the education side of it, not the flashy side of it. So for us, um, that's how we kind of made ourselves different in, in the educational show space. So, um, flying out to Colorado tomorrow to uh, do uh, collaborate with an already successful show um, in Denver, Colorado. And uh, we're going to go out there. Um, we're going to speak a little bit. Uh, he's my business partner, Bird's going to be hosting it. I'm going to talk a little bit about business and uh, anything that I can do to help. And that's like a slogan of mine. Like, Honestly, when all these kids leave at the end of the day, the last thing I say to them, if there's anything that I could ever do to help you, please reach out. And, you know, that's kind of how our show, the vibe of it, like it's not competition from art to, from artist to artist. It's, it's not about that. It's yeah. about like I've, we've brought in the networking side of it and we're fortunate to have like a cult following. Uh, it's an exclusive event. It's not a thousand people. And, and our direction with that is, you know, our ticket price is probably a bit higher than normal, but you're gonna have a good experience and the connects that you're gonna meet while you're there are gonna be people that we hope uh, you form relationships with for the longevity of your career because obviously numbers are strength, right? I mean, like if you're dealing with something in Connecticut 
maybe my boy out in California is dealing with the same thing or maybe he already went through it. What's a phone call? What's a text? You learn through other people's experiences. And, you know, that's really what our show's about. This year is going to be different from all of them. Uh, we have a uh, fashion portion of it. Uh, we've company uh, partnered up with a bunch of um, clothing brands mm. that will be kind of... Uh, you know, dressing our models that the artist cut. And uh, for us, fashion and hair is kind of, you know, it goes together, you know. Yep. So um, that's going to be October 8th and 9th in St. Petersburg, Florida. If you're around there, please stop in. Um, it, it's going to be a sick event. It's, it's 300 people. Um, you know, tickets are actually moving pretty fast, which we're you know, shout out to all the, awesome. yeah, shout out to all the attendees that it's, uh, you know, it says a lot about our show just because it's a lot of the same people that go. Um, so every year we're, we're trying to continue to create value, not being satisfied. Where can we make it better? And, uh, so this year will be something different. And, and, and this fact of, you know, we're, we're offering something that hasn't really been done on the uh, male side of it but this year we also are introducing the cosmetology end of it um, so we do have colorists and and uh, cutters that are coming uh, on on the female side of it so we're looking to morph it into just not it started off as a just a barbering uh, men's hair dressing show um, but we said why just that you know let's let's continue Absolutely. to keep going I love that you're making it into almost like a fraternity with all these guys, right? Yeah. That you're creating this tight-knit community. And um, I would agree 100%. Like, if it's happening in Connecticut, it's happening in California. And, like, why make the same mistake over and over again? Why not be like, yo, I just want to let you know, like, this is what happened to me. This is how I resolved it. It cost me thousands of dollars. You can, you know, learn from my mistake and not make the same mistake over 100%, again. 100%, yeah. So I think, you know, obviously a family has played a huge part of who you are. You know, I know from Rodney, you are an amazing father to your son. Thank you. And I think for me, you know, I was just telling you how I'm a new dad yeah. and how that's played a huge part that's in massive. who I am as an entrepreneur. And I went from grinding like crazy to now doing very similar what your dad was talking about, just trying to be more focused and do quality work and then also take that grinding moments and do it also with my family, right? So like, how has being a father played a role in who you are? Um, well, my son is gonna be four in September and I think you said your daughter's about one and a half, is yeah. that right? Um, you know, probably in the past, in probably from when he was born to around one and a half, I was like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And then like a switch happens and you're like, man, like he's only, yeah, this is going so fast, but like you, you want to make sure that you're around cause they're only going to be that age for so long. Yeah. It's, it's definitely ignited like, you know, more of a fire fire underneath like what I got going on just because you know, you just, you know, for myself, I want to be an example like my father was. Yeah. So every single time you're around, I'm around him. It's, it's always a teaching moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you know, being a dad is like, you know, yeah, entrepreneurship, business, all that. But like being a father is like the number one job. You're responsible for molding these humans. Yeah. And for me, um, 
it's been like just an amazing journey just to like watch him grow and all his like some of his mannerisms like are the same as mine and you're like holy shit like where do, where did you see that and that's like the aha moments like oh man like i didn't he's just watching me all the time so it's like you want to make sure that when you're around like you know you're super present and for me like i have totally fallen victim in the past to not being of course and look at your phone you're looking at instagram you're looking at emails and it's like it's so crazy because you got to just be like when you catch yourself being like dude like you're here now like leave the business leave the phone yeah. for, for for myself you know my my business comes in through my eat personal like my personal email my yeah. business email so like I get a lead for a new student and it's like it's like I want to make make a play on that but when I'm with him I try to say listen let that settle and we're all human man like you know at the end of the day like do am I doing the right thing 100% of the time am I being 100% present with him every single time I'm with him no but I try to make the efforts when I notice and that's more scaled to like you know being present a lot more uh than i have been in the future probably these past 19 months or so i've really made that a point to make sure that when my son's around i'm constantly doing something fun with him i'm constantly i mean I, he me and him we rock together all the time like he anywhere he, like before i would be like i can't bring my kid i got i just bring him like he's going everywhere with me when it when when i have him and i'm rocking around with him we're, we're doing everything and it's like it's great for him too because it exposes him to something that maybe like you think that oh maybe you know he's too young to be you know at your show and it's like why what's the difference and that's what he's gonna remember 100 yeah, like, he's not gonna know why he remembers when he's four years old <laughs> yeah. watching his dad and being so proud of him but i couldn't agree more just like in life now being present we talked about it earlier but just like how important that is life Crazy. is so short life is so short Crazy. and and being able to just be focused like nowadays Technology is trying to suck you away from being present. Without a doubt. You know, and like sometimes I'm like sitting on the couch. I'm like, I didn't watch 30 minutes of that show because I've just been fucking around on my phone. And like, I don't even know what I've even done. I'm like on a YouTube video, just like, you know, but like being able to put that phone away and being able to build these relationships with your son, with my daughter, that's what we're going to remember at the end of our lives. 100%. I mean, you, you're, you're constantly doing a balance because you want to grind for them and you want to provide for them and you want to make sure they have the best possible life. And on the other end of that is the business aspect of it. But at the end of the day, it's like you got to kind of make that decision when you're with them to be like 100% with them and just like enjoy them. And not only your like my son, it's I was like going to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's like when your you're coworkers, everything. You know what I mean? When you're around and, and it's, it's like my industry is so social media driven. So it's, I be, definitely become victim to it. Like, you know, my staff, I'm always on, you know, my, you know, my team to make sure that we're posting stories throughout the day. And it's like, we got to do all that stuff on the marketing aspect of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it, you know, sometimes it's nice to just kind of just like, be present and you know all this work that we've put in enjoy it for a second and I think that's also something that I've learned you know 
I was constantly looking for the next, like what's next, what's next? And I think that happens to do with entrepreneurship that you're never able to kind of stop for a second and be like, you're stop for a second and be like, uh, look what, look what we're rocking. Like this place is rocking and rolling, you know, cause you're on to the next thing. And I think that it's not great to do that all the time, but I think it's nice to do that. And I always try to make sure that I tell my team, like, thank you. Like, cause it doesn't happen without them. Like, you know, and I'm just one person, but if it wasn't for them being able to give such a great experience to my students, I wouldn't be able to grow the business and handle the emails and calls and, and do all the things on the back end. So we're in it together and, and, and it doesn't happen without them. So, you know, they're amazing individuals and, you know, they care about the kids too. And it's like, like you guys do at junk luggers. I mean, you, you can, clearly see it it's like you've created a culture it's not just work like it's work but you got to have a good work environment man because in, in some cases your workers and our my educational team they're with you more than they're with their family so it's like it's like if you're not like giving them a place where they're enjoying it's like you're gonna go through so much turnover and you know, I am very fortunate to learn from my father, like, you know, the newest person, obviously Guilford started three years ago, so we have newer people up there, but our newest person in, in, in the Newtown campus has, like, been with us for five years. And that's how you know you have a great environment. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you, when you think about that, right, that's really how you build an empire. Like, for people that are watching this right now and they're like, man, I, I can't relate to this. I only have one other person or it's only me. You know, you start this right now, you put your phone down, put your phone fucking down and talk to someone and build a relationship and sell them on the vision and that they're not going to make, you know, hundred grand right now. But if they trust you a couple years from now, they're going to be making more than they did than before. And, you know, it's going to be hard work and they're going to have to do what you did. They're going to have to be the receptionist and stocking the shelves. But eventually one day you want them to run the day to day for you. And maybe you want them to open up their own location, right? And sell them on that vision. That's how you build a billion dollar business. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, and it's like, it, it the, you know, you, I'm looking to be able to like see these people as, you know, family like you know they're that's kind of the relationship that you want to have with them they got your back you got their back everyone through times of adversity because life's crazy you know you want to be able to say you know hey man i got you what do you need you need a couple days off like i'm, I'm a big believer in like you know i'm not a drill sergeant uh, you know and my father wasn't either you have to have compassion for people and you have to be able to you know when people are having a, a hard go, pull them aside. Don't act like it's not happening. Pull them aside. Ask them, hey, what's going on? You happy? Like everything, what's like, I see that you're kind of off. Can I help you with anything? And just that, and we, we do that on the school aspect too with students because, I mean, man, you know, I think growing up right now, just with the social media it, it, it pressure. the pressure what other people like are doing like like i think that whole like that for for me at least in my industry like 
they're looking at other people's work they're looking at you know students that are in their same class and they get more likes than me and this that the other and I always try to tell them everybody learns at their same pace at their own pace and it's like you got to just kind of be able to just put the blinders on worry about yourself because everybody's going to reach the goal at some point and you can't judge yourself on how you're going to process something because I know for myself in past experience dude I don't learn things like on the first time it takes 10 for me I, I, and that's why I tell these kids like I always am like listen I was the worst learner the you know the 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 cosmetology test took me three times to pass the cosmetology test so it's like you can't like I've been there in this in the aspect of like learning. So listen to me, man. You're gonna be all right. Just stay consistent. Come show effort every single day. And at the end of the day, we're gonna get you to where you wanna be. Not where I want you to be, where you wanna be. And and I think and that goes back to like, you know, everybody has their own um definition of success. Yeah, and I think, you know, ultimately if it's not obvious by this point, what I'm hearing is Matt's trying to build a legacy. He's trying to make sure that, you know, every, I always hear you die twice, right? The first one is when you actually die. The second one is the last time someone says your name. And when I think about what I'm hearing from you, you're really discussing the fundamentals of what it means to be a successful entrepreneur. And I know that recently you've really got into this personal brand, right? Which is huge. You know, I don't think that people are talking about it enough. And I know that like I uh, recently went and spoke to UConn, uh, the entrepreneurship program. They finally started one at UConn, which is amazing. That's great. There's really not that many entrepreneurs that are coming out of UConn. And uh, I feel like a lot has to do with the fact that they're just not making it, uh, you know, they're not making it a class, and entrepreneurs need, just like you're doing it for your for your academy, people need to be educated. They need to be challenged. And I think um, what I'm what I heard is people are afraid to create this personal image because they're afraid. What if I'm not interesting? What if I don't get those likes? So, like, if you don't mind, just discussing like why are you going all in on you as a personal brand in addition to doing Tony and Guy. Newtown Academy, Rise of Hair. There's so many things going on. Why are you focusing now on, I know it's Instagram, but you know, if the future brings whatever the fuck they call it, I know you'll go all in on it. Yeah. So, why I built a, a, a personal brand. I just, I built a personal brand in, 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 in Maddie Ricks and, you know, the MR logo. You might see it on some of my videos, but like, just to kind of, I'm not saying that my way is the way. I just know that at the end of the day, I've struggled with feeling not comfortable in my skin. And all these things that I have done, whether it be, you know, working out really early in the morning because it sucks, getting in that ice bath because it sucks. All these things has, have helped me evolve into the person that I am today. And I think that if I can show one person, if somebody gets inspired by one thing that I do and they take action, that helps them start their own personal brand. For me, that's all it takes. Like I'm just doing it. I'm doing it because 
of the, you know, obviously I want people to remember and relate with my business. Okay, this is Matt Riccio. He is involved with hair portion of it. But, you know, for me, you know, Matty Ricks could be a brand that I can co with anything in the future. You know, I, I, I dabble in with, you know, I hope to continue to do, you know, acquire real estate and focus on luxury rentals. Um, like that's a vision of mine that I haven't told anyone, but <laughs> I, I just did on this. You, you put it out in the world. That, you, you know, I, know like, like for me that that's, that's why I started the personal brand. I started the personal brand to, if anyone can get inspired by it, and it honestly, you know, it keeps myself accountable too. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, because, you know, once I started making these and really going in on the social media portion of it and just of what my daily routines are, I've had people reach out and say thanks. Like, and I'm not like saying like, it hasn't been a lot of people, That's two, funny. three people, like, and those happen to be the kids that I'm mentoring. They call me when they have an issue. How should they deal with this? Like, and for me, it's like, that's all I needed. I don't need anything else. Like at the end of the day, if we can, I think us as humans at the end of the day, it's like how many people's lives have you impacted positively? Not how much money do you die with? How much are you like, that's important. But like, I mean, if you can help grow anybody, like how many people can you do that for and put them in a different mindset that totally like geared their life to a different direction in a positive way. I mean, that's, that's more important than any money that you could have made or they made themselves like just to be happy. I think it starts with most successful people have routines and the routines can be crazy. Um, and part of these routines of very, very successful people. I know, you know, is doing stuff and working out in the morning when nobody wants to get up at four in the morning and work sleeping. out. Nobody wants to do that. I don't like to do that, but I, I love sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's gravitating towards doing shit that you don't want to do. So on the other end of it, you're like, okay, what else can I accomplish? Like getting in an ice bath, like we said before. And I, you know, I guess we're jumping in one you're today, which, to is, see. You're which is, to which is sweet, but you know, doing that. And, and you said it, it's like, it's the same thing. And that's why it was, I haven't seen you in 12 years, but we're picking up blood just right. We left off because it's crazy. Like we both had different paths, but here we are doing the same routines, sauna, ice bath, you know, working out all these things, meditating, all relationships, that, all that stuff. It has, has played such a big part in getting my, between my ears straight that at the end of the day, like I you know, you do it because, you know, you want to get a sweat in and you want to do that stuff. But like the mental, you know, mental toughness, all that. And like what you get from it, how you feel after it is like unbelievable. And, you know, like when I first started doing the ice baths, I was, it was, I was, I was like, I literally can go for like 30 seconds. I was like, dude, this is insane. And I was like with my brother and I was, I was going through a crazy time. I was like, you know, not great mentally. And I was like, dude, like if I can just put my hands above yep. this yep. and he's like, no, you put your hands in because you don't want to put your hands in. Yep. And it's like, okay, 
and I did. And then you're just like, this sucks, but I got through it. What else can we do? It's just the small wins and having a consistent routine that you, and I say this a lot, like part of having and being on track is falling off track. Yeah. Like that's part of it. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like we're all human, but it's holding yourself accountable after a week or two weeks and being like, shit, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking up. Like I, I need to kind of get my ass back in gear so that I know what the hell we can do. Like, I know, I know the feeling of being on point is, and this is not it. Yeah. And that's all part of the process. And I think humility is an underrated characteristic. Like my life right now is pretty fucking comfortable. So like, I want to find things that I'm bad at. Yeah. You know, I want to do things that I know I'm a beginner at. Like there's nothing better. I still remember the first time, and this is pre tearing my Achilles. Like going to jujitsu oh and just God. getting murdered, choked out, you know, and, and that feeling when you leave and you're like, I'm the worst one in the class. And just like that humility, right? Just like feeling like, okay, like I'm not the boss here. Without a doubt. I think, I think like going through hard stuff like that and, and being able to take a step back and know that you're not good at this but you're going to continue to strive towards that yep. like overnight success. I don't know what overnight success is. There's people that do get it, but I can probably guarantee you that the feeling that you get when you've grinded for 10, 15 years, create a business like you have that has now like, it's a, the feeling that you get to look back on how far and how hard you grinded is much better than flipping a switch and of course and that gratification is like you know that's what you do for it. and and you've only i'm sure i know myself like i've only done it because i've failed so much yeah. you know and yeah. you just like are able to instead of quitting you're just able to kind of just like keep going keep going towards whatever goal that is like you know and shoot how many people on the way, like, you know, get in your ear about like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you creating these content? Like all this content for, like, are you, what are you doing it for? Like, uh, like, like why, why? Like, or like, like you're being weird. Like that is going to happen a hundred percent. People are not going to jump on the you know, wave with you until you get through it. And it's like, you're successful. And then they're like, Oh yeah, they, I was supported them. And at the end of the day, like you can't get mad at other people for not seeing your vision. Cause the vision is yours. So like at the end of the day, like pay them no mind, just keep going and keep grinding and keep consistent. Like being consistent is so much more important than like anything. Like, as long as you get up every day and just like, you can take a sidestep, but, and you can also take you most likely be forced to take a sidestep at some hundred percent. And like, even when you take step back, take steps back, it's like, as long as you get on the bike again and just say, all right, let's go. I'm just going to keep trucking through this because that 
when the most turmoil happens and you get through it, like on the other side is that in my own personal experience has been the most personal growth. Hard times make hard people, right? And right now we are in the softest generation of all time. And I don't care if I'm in my own world and I'm thinking wrong here, but at the end of the day, there's more people that can eat, that can provide for their family. There's more opportunity out in the world than ever before. And, you know, I think that if there's anything that you can learn from our generation, from the next generation, is the fact that we just need to be tougher and we need to be okay with not being the best at it and not having instant gratification. And, you know, thinking about all this, is there any questions that you have for me? 15 years in the game, is that right? Probably longer, but yeah, I started probably around 17. What keeps you motivated? Like for me, it was like the first, second, third generation thing. What keeps you inspired to continue to grow your business and continue to offer things like this podcast mm -hmm. and, you know, remix like you explained to me before, like all those things. What is it that gives you the gratification to keep growing as well? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the first thing to bring up is that like most successful entrepreneurs don't really give a shit about the money. Like, do I love nice cars and having a nice house, being able to sit in our lawn like this? Of course, you know, but at the end of the day, the, the thing that motivates me the most is never the money. It's always the fact that I knew deep down that I was going to be successful. I wasn't the smartest kid like you. I didn't get into UConn. I had to literally beg to get in because I was embarrassed that I didn't apply anywhere else besides UConn and they turned me down. And, you know, for me, the, the part that keeps motivating me is like, how do I keep challenging myself? How do I continue to focus on being better? Because I know that if I focus on being successful, the money will come. Like I'm in a position now where I, I'm confident that as long as I stay the course and I'm consistent, that I will be able to provide for my family. But for me, the part that keeps motivating me is like, what am I gonna do differently today? What am I gonna be a newbie at? What am I gonna do to make sure Junk Luckers is around way after I die? And I'm constantly pushing myself to think about what I'm gonna do differently. And I could go on and on about the mini Murph that we're gonna have in the facility that is going to look similar to a transfer station that's going to be able to sort through all items so we can fulfill our mission of keeping items out of the landfill. But um, the important part is not what I'm going to do, it's why I'm going to do it. And as, as long as I understand the why, I know that I'll keep grinding and I'll keep getting, I'll keep hammering at my craft to make sure that it, it that sword is like the samurai sword, right? It's unbelievable. Um, if you could have a billboard anywhere in, in the world, courtesy of Lug Life, we'll pay for it, we'll put it anywhere you want, what would it say and why? It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, it matters how many times you're going to get up. And the reason being is life throws crazy things at you, being just human crazy stuff's going to happen like I said but if you're able to look through it all and 
find a lesson in each and every single one of them and add that to your arsenal to make you better, that's going to make you successful. Amazing. And where would you put it? I would have to stay in CT, man. Oh, I can't wait to see it on 95. <laughs> Let's go. Um, if people want to find you, what's the best way to reach out to you, to find you on social media? Uh, yeah, man. So you can just follow me on my uh, my Instagram page. It's at Matty Ricks. Um, anybody, uh, if I can help you in any single way, honestly, whether that be with, you know, you need anything, you know, it, it doesn't have to be uh, related to hair or anything like that. Shoot me a DM. Uh, I'm just a normal person, obviously, like Zach, and I'm just looking to help people, and that's it. Amazing. So now we're going to go over to the ice barrel and dump in 100 pounds plus of ice. That wraps up episode 14 with my good friend, Matt Riccio. Be sure to follow him on Instagram. Like, subscribe, comment. Don't just watch us on Spotify. Watch us on YouTube, please. Everyone's watched this on Spotify. It's great. I love it. But I also think YouTube, the algorithm bullshit that I don't understand that Roger keeps explaining to me is important. So, you know, that wraps up episode 14. We love you guys. And uh, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me on, man. It was it was an honor. And uh, obviously, make sure that you subscribe to this channel. Uh, a bunch of unbelievable free knowledge and the people that they interview are super inspiring. So uh, if you haven't already followed, you're missing out. And uh, again, thank you for having me on. Awesome. Let's get cold as shit and prove to everyone that we are actually psychopaths. Let's get it. You're the man. That was fucking awesome. Awesome.